Come on in. Come on. <laughs> Come on in. Welcome, welcome. The slow road to better. Why do we do the slow road to better? Well, we've been lucky where we can talk about it to our our friends, people here at the Stroke Comeback Center, but now then we can tell more people across the world to learn about it. What is the it that we're talking about? Aphasia. Stroke yeah. survivors. TBI people. Life moves on. Inspiration help listeners. That our inspiration of a bridge of hope. I love it. Trying to help each other a lifeline. Part of it also is we started doing it. It's not because we just wanted to tell everyone to see what happened to us. But also we wanted to get better talking ourselves oh, with the phaser. Sure. And we wanted to, one day, it's not going to, the phaser's not leaving it, but we'd like to crush it a little bit. Let's listen in. Listen in. So this morning we have a very special guest. I would call her friend and former colleague. Her name is Darlene Williamson. And for most, of the, for most of the members on the Slow Road to Better, you all know Darlene as the founder and executive director of the Stroke Comeback Center. Uh, she was there, she started the center in 2005 and retired June of 2020. But today she's actually here to talk about the National Asia Association. Darlene's yeah. been wearing two hats, at least, um, since 2014, we think about, is when she became the president of the National Aphasia Association. And even after she retired, she has continued in that role. So today, we are going to talk about what the NAA is and what they have to offer. It's a great resource and that is what Darlene is here to talk about today. So welcome Darlene. Thank you for having me. I'm I don't I didn't prepare anything. I thought I, you were going to ask me questions, but we I, are going to we are going to ask you wah, questions. Wah. <laughs> Just wing it. <laughs> I can give you an overview as a start, if you'd like. Sure. Start there. So the National Aphasia Association, as the name would tell you, is the organization that represents people with aphasia all across the United States. How many people is that? <laughs> that's, um, that's a matter of debate, but at least 2 million people with aphasia. Oh maybe double that number, we don't know. And the NAA has three parts to its mission. One is to provide um, support to families and people that are living with aphasia. Two is to educate the general public about what is aphasia. We all know, you all know, that's that's a big job. You go out and people, uh, they don't know what a phase is. <laughs> and just as of um, this year, we've added a third piece to our mission, 
which is to support research in aphasia. We've always tried to report on research and kept in touch with research, but now we're squeezing loose with some of our funds to actually fund two research projects in 2022 that are zeroed in on helping people with aphasia. We're not going to fund projects that are a little tiny look at something very specific. We want something that's very translational and very functional to help people. So um, those are big missions when you talk about representing at least 2 million families across the country in three different ways. So as an overview, that's what we do. I was gonna say, Inez, always I have questions, but I'm gonna let you all start off. What is it that you guys wanna know? Back to my question. Uh, uh, last time, my friend, friends just uh, visit me and then she asked, are you problem with lung cancer? Are you, are you kidney? Are you kidney? I said, no, I have aphasia. And she said, what is aphasia? Is it lung cancer? Is it the kidney? And I, no, <laughs> no. So Darlene, are there resources on the NAA website that people can use to help educate people with aphasia? Yes, there are some resources on there, but we are, as we speak, re rewriting the content of the website. And it's a big program that we're going to roll out this year. Hopefully in the second quarter of 2022. So it's out up and running before Aphasia Awareness Month of an ambassador program where we provide the resources, a video about what aphasia is, and then a PowerPoint that you can customize, can use ours, you can add your own, and then become ambassadors for the NAA and go out and educate about aphasia. Um, your uncle, or whether it's Marriott Hotels, <laughs> or whether it's a fire department. Yes. Like uh, I was in the Choice Hotel International to talk about a disability. And I just educate the hotel industry, hotel and the deaf people, uh, just like the deaf people, like uh, just try to the, um, for example, the uh, uh, Kia, just Kia, like uh, you and I are aphasia, but the uh, room surface said that blah, 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 blah. It is so fast. And I said, just Kia, the uh, uh, test to speak and the test to be, and then just uh, the, uh, uh, the point to the to the uh, check out check in and you like to the disability or not and then just educate the the fire department uh, just oh 
it was it was in the emergency in the emergency just picture and then uh just a menu menu just not the total menu but the a picture only it is the breakfast it is the uh, sandwich it is just a picture to to my uh, aphasia to our aphasia not the menu menu is different you know it's different but the picture okay the picture okay i would like to the sandwich i like to sausage and eggs just picture to my phone to my phone okay my menu is this 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 and then okay i accept and paid uh we have educate the the in the care and in the menu do you know what, what i mean yep okay. <laughs> <laughs> i had problems with um ordering a pizza or ordering chinese food um because i wanted to order um and the goal was me for me to order um pizza you know um that was my goal for myself mm. and um it you know it was so hard um, <laughs> um because the pizza um you know place um wanted me to be fast but i was slow <laughs> um, very slow yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um and um you know, but um, um, I was like, I um, I didn't do it um, that time um, because I passed my phone to my husband. <laughs> but um, you know, months later, I um, I was able to order a pizza because I thought about it and my um, the speech therapy was like, they're going to wait because they need to get my money. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I, um, I, I was like, I, yes. So uh, I did it because they would um, have waited. <laughs> So I would like to ask all of you a question to weigh in. If, if you were in charge of the most important information that you want people to know about aphasia, can we go around and everybody just say, what is it you want the public to know about aphasia? Okay. Uh, the stranger one. and Kitty, hey, hang on one second. Slow down. I never thought I was gonna have to say this on the slow road to better, but you are talking so fast. I know. And slow down, friend. I'm glad you're enthusiastic. 
one thing, not <laughs> 90 things. And Chris, one that you might thing. be a pot calling kettle black. Oh, I, 100%. <laughs> I will probably wow. nine things, but you know, that's why I'm last. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to be fair, so many questions and uh, sentences and um, it's fast and look at it and wow. Well, don't wait you for do. me to ask her to slow down, Dante. Oh, you yeah. tell her to uh -huh. slow down. No, no, no. Uh, um, um, Kitty is <laughs> just, I don't know, excited or, or something, yeah. but oh, yeah. rambling, rambling and Wow. This is what <laughs> this is this is what we we did last week. Everyone had one thing, and then the next person said one thing, and the next person said one thing. <laughs> There's so many questions, and wow. Okay, All so right. back, <laughs> back to Darlene's question. Right. <laughs> okay, who's going first? Now that you've all picked on Kitty, not that <laughs> can that can go that can go. Um. So, what was the question? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Top of your mind that you want people to know about aphasia, people that don't know anything about aphasia, what is it you want them to know? Uh, for me personally, I think uh, they should know that um, everyone is different. People are, you know, if you know like these five people you think they're the same they're not the same it's 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 like pt ot speech you know aphasia any of that everything that one person is different so you need to definitely if you have to learn what aphasia is they tell you but then you have to slow down for me personally i don't yeah i really need people to slow down so we can talk mm -hmm. Okay, me, 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 me. <laughs> me, me, okay. Okay. All right, me, me, me. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, the, the, the stranger, I say, I am not done. Yes. That's oh. it. I am not done. I am not done. Four words. Thank you. Guess what, Kitty? When they did a... um. When they took a look at this volume as to what people with aphasia want, the number one thing was for people to understand, I am not dumb. Yeah, I am not dumb. Number one thing, right. All right, so I think I can basically like someone is talking to me i can listen and take notes in my brain and that's fine and then it's hard enough to voice my opinion but i'm writing down everything in my brain and you can list everything and i will not say anything but basically i am oh, not sponge but 
listen and try to respond. You know what, Chris, um, that's so important. Some of you may have heard me tell this story before, but I, our whole family went to Europe when my boys were younger and I speak a little French and I speak more German. And all day, every day, um, I would get a thought, I'd say it to someone in German, and then they'd answer me, you know, they'd give me a paragraph. And I'm trying to listen and figure out what they said and then come up with the next thing that I'm going to say. And it taught me two things. One is, this is what it's like to have aphasia all day, every day. Listen, take notes in your brain, come up with something. And I was exhausted by about, I was like, don't talk to me anymore. I'm done talking. It's too hard. So somebody sent me on that trip to teach a lesson. Absolutely. So I would say for me, the biggest issue is the vision out of my right side and the memory. And just in general with aphasia, people make different levels of recovery at different points. So I think someone who's had it recently should know that they're going to recover more, hopefully. And it just takes a little bit of time sometimes. And you have to just be patient. And I know that's hard to accept. It was hard for me to accept for a while. But now I think I'm coming to accept the fact that, yes, I'm improving and getting back to most of the way where I was, and I think everyone can get there. They just need to give it some time and have some patience. John, you make a really good point that um, we need to remember, even though we're educating about aphasia, there are other issues that people should be aware of. There are visual, the physical issues sometimes are obvious, right. um, but there can be visual issues. There can be memory issues. So it's um, that's a very good thing also. Thanks. Yeah. Um, like um, Kitty said, I um, the intellect is still here, you know, um, but I take longer to um, um, come up with a sentence and say it, it. and um, um, and um, we um, people need to understand to not rush us, but to um, give us time, you know, um, because, you know, um, I may um, start to have, you know, um, to say a sentence, but then I'm stuck on a word and um, then I, um, I think about the word, but um, um, 
the friends or the family don't know that I'm thinking of the word. Um, so I, um, I need to say, you know, hold up, you know, um, I'm thinking of a word and then um, it, um, it can confuse me if um, they say a word that I'm not thinking of because um, that um, um, takes me down another um, <laughs> um, alley or, you know, and I can't think of a word. Yes. Right. May I speak? May I speak? Yeah. Um, my older sister, I said, um, um, uh, do you mean Baba? Baba, 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 Baba. I said, no, no, no. Trying to understand. Um, my, uh, my, 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 oh, that's it. Blah, 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 blah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had that same discussion with my wife, you know, several years ago when she was trying to finish my sentences because it seemed like the right thing to do. And I told her I wanted to finish them and improve myself. And we've yep. gotten there. So, yeah. Hey, Darlene. So I don't know if there is a study or not, but do you know if there is a percentage without um, a left or right leg or arm versus a normal uh, body? Yeah. Um, is that something that they're going to research also? That's a really good question. I don't know a statistic on that. Do you, Melissa? Uh, I don't. And I just want to be certain that I understand what you're asking. You so, asking how many people after a stroke have hemiparesis, have a weak arm or leg? That's correct. TBI or whatever. Yeah. I don't know a statistic on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do know, however, and Chris, you know people that are like this, that if a certain area of your brain is involved and it causes apraxia, a lot of times that doesn't cause any physical issues. Right. You all know, I'm sure, obviously, it depends on where in your brain the injury occurred or the stroke occurred, whether you have speech or memory or arm or leg or, and what your arm or leg looks like is it spastic or right. even seizures and things like that. So with the brain, all things are possible. You can have a stroke that goes zoom right to one area yep. or you can have an accident or the kind of stroke that affects the language area plus a lot of other areas. Um, and I don't know that that necessarily answered your question. Although we do know that aphasia is a lifelong situation, right? Yes. It's there forever. And in the physical world, Melissa, you can either contradict me or validate me, arms 
take a long time to recover to. <laughs> they just do, no matter what the problem is. There's a lot of fine muscles in your arms. Your legs have a lot of bigger muscles that you can retrain quicker than those little fine muscles in your arm. Yeah. Um, I, um, I wanted to know um, when um, I asked my speech therapist, when am I done with aphasia? Because um, um, I asked her that maybe about six or eight months um, after having my stroke. And she said, you know, um, if, you know, um, if I work on it, um, you know, it um, will get better. But um, she said, um, it's just always going to be here. Um, you may not hear it or, you know, um, it's always going to be here. I was like, <sighs> you know, um, I, so the podcast people, I sighed. <laughs> um, I was going to say that, that you made a sad face too. Big sigh and a sad face. Because um, I, so communicating is what I did. I um I was a project manager. I won the um the superlative of um talking um in high school. So <laughs> <laughs> Erin, it's interesting that you asked your speech therapist that question. Um, and it's important to answer honestly, but leaving space for hope that yeah. people will continue to get better. And there are people that you meet on the street that have aphasia that you probably as a stranger won't know, but that person, that survivor will always know. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. I think that's an important distinction. And it sounds like she gave you an honest answer. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yet you continue to work and thrive. So I would also say she sounds like she did a great job giving you hope and pointing you in the right direction. So it's not the answer that people want to hear, but, um, but she's honest. You know, I think that's at the base of living successfully with aphasia, right? I mean, it, it's going to be there. You'll, you will have a new normal. You probably already do have a new normal and that bar is gonna to continue to go up as you get better and better, but it's how you live with it, not how much aphasia is there. That's, that's the philosophy, right? Can I take a minute? Cause this is, Aaron gave me a nice segue into something that I wanted to share with you that I learned as I um, had more time and, and dug deeper into the National Aphasia Association. And that is all of you and me included 
live in the Washington DC metropolitan area. And we have really good medical care here. Well, sorry, Melissa, you're not here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we have good medical care here. We have good rehab. We have good teams. We have good therapists of all kinds. And I want you to know how lucky you are because what I have been taught working at a national level is all of the people all across the country who do not have these resources, yeah. let alone a stroke comeback center. They're, I was dealing with someone this week who is, lives in a, a lovely place where you'd love to go for a vacation, but it's no good if you have medical needs. The hospital is 90 minutes away. Oh. They have no, they know no one with aphasia. There's no groups around. There's no other people around. And um, that story is repeated over and over and over and over again all across the country, which is why in some crazy way, COVID has helped because people with aphasia now get on the computer and connect with each other and they can join Kitty's young people with aphasia group. There's, um, we even the National Aphasia Association doesn't know all of the entities that are out there. We, we want everyone to come to us and share their resources and so we can help and support them. There are so many little pockets here and there and here and there, but um, with Zoom and with the computer, people can connect with other people with aphasia, like which they couldn't do before. So. Sorry about my phone. That's all right. <laughs> Welcome to the world of Zoom. Um, so for the listeners, if you just Google National Aphasia Association, you will find the website, or you can go to www.aphasia.org. Yes. And you will see a link for resources, and the resources are plentiful. You can find local support groups in your area. One of my favorites is List One Aphasia Action. And there's 30 different ideas, one for every day of the month, usually, <laughs> for you for something to try to work on your aphasia in a, right. in a functional, fun way. But there are a lot of resources there and it's a, a jumping off point. You can find a way to connect with other survivors in your community. So if you haven't checked out the website, look at www.aphasia.org. The org um, very important, yeah. Um, um, is National Aphasia Association um, on Instagram? Aaron, good question and good point. Yes, the NAA is on Instagram. <laughs> well, please go find them. Wow, that's incredible. 
<laughs> yeah. They are, if you search, it is N-A-A aphasia. And that's how you can find them on Instagram. All right. N-A-A aphasia. You got it. And different, uh, what is it? A plethora of uh, um, um, DMV versus uh, Corpus Christi. It's uh, it's uh, it's limited for a stroke. I think you're following up on what I said, right? About the services across the country. Mm -hmm. Yes. Think of how you would be struggling right now if you were sitting somewhere and didn't have access to what you have access to. That's the big purpose and the big gap that the NAA is trying to fill is how do we help people? How do we provide support? How do we help put them in touch with programs all across the country for all these 2 million people that are out there that are living with aphasia. And Dante, while you're talking, you were the only one who didn't say, what's the one thing you want people to know about aphasia? Um, like you, normal conversations and um, just dinner and um, you sit down in a group and talking and laughing and bills and laughing is normal. That's what I'm um, striving for. That's just um, normal people and a group and laughing and talking and, uh, okay, got to go build and work and laugh and just normal things. Excellent. Um, Darlene, thank you so, so much yes. for your time today. Thank you. You guys. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you. Thank you on behalf of all of the two million people with aphasia out there for the advocacy that you do and all the support that the National Aphasia Association gives to survivors and their families. Are there any final words, Darlene, that you want to share with our listeners? Don't forget that once a month, the NAA has an aphasia cafe at noon on Wednesday. It's very good. And Sean goes to it. Yeah. So um, I don't run it. I try to be there and I, I kind of critique afterwards, but I, I back away from that. I let other people run it. And they send you the topic ahead of time so you could write them back if you want to speak on it and have anything oh, interesting awesome. to say, which I've done a couple of times. And, yeah, the NAA... But- uh, sends out questions ahead of time right and then you respond and then she puts up slides about what people thought of what everybody across the country thought about this topic and then you can weigh in yep. so, oh, awesome all right kitty is usually there too right kitty yeah yeah yeah, yeah. every time yep <laughs> all right so with that i think we're going to wrap it up on this episode of the slower, the, the better. Better. That's always my favorite. <laughs> Our lawyers made us say this. This 
disclaimers. What about disclaimers? Your opinion, the group opinion is not valid. Well, it is, but it's valid, but I'm having a disclaimer so that we don't get in trouble. Yes. Doctors. Doctors. Who's doctor? There's. Um, they. They. Their doctor. Yes. All right. Yes. So if people hear something on this podcast, you should ask your doctor. Doctor. Amen. <laughs>